Hello, hi, welcome. Today we're going to be talking about recent trends in music distribution and how it affects artists, listeners, and record companies. We'll dive right into it with the biggest and most obvious trend in recent years, which is music streaming. I'm sure a lot of you are really familiar with music streaming. I use music streaming. In fact, Spotify, which is the biggest streaming platform, has around 345 million active monthly users as of December 31st, 2020. The biggest ways of listening to music before this was radio and CDs. Radio listeners did go up a bit during lockdown, obviously people stuck in their houses, not much else to do, but has been steadily declining for a number of years now. For example, Radio 2, which is the UK's biggest radio station according to Radio Today, had 15.4 million listeners at the start of 2019, which then declined to 14.3 million listeners over the first three months of 2020. One of the reasons for this is conveniency and accessibility. It's a lot easier to play streams from your phone or computer, especially on the go, than it is to pull up a radio station or to carry a CD player around with you. But you also get that choice over what you're listening to. You know, we're living in a world where you don't have much control over your life or decisions, especially just now during the pandemic. So it's nice to be able to control what music you're listening to. That also does have some downfalls though. Because when you're listening to the radio, you know, you're exposed to some music or artists that you might not listen to otherwise and you might really find that you enjoy. But when you're listening to streaming platforms, you tend to stay on the artist or the genre that you know that you like. You don't have that stream of, pun not intended, you don't have that stream of new music coming in from the radio that you wouldn't hear otherwise. This is something that's affecting artists as well, especially when trying to reach audiences, especially younger audiences. You know, back in the day, you used to get a song played on the radio and people hopefully would enjoy the song, find out more about the artist, buy more stuff, listen to more of their music. But nowadays that reach is just vastly smaller. The main way streaming is effective artists, however, is through royalty payments. It's obviously much less expensive to produce streams than it is to produce physical CDs or vinyls. And streaming is a step up from illegal downloads, which obviously earned the artist no money whatsoever. But streaming platforms are infamous for not paying the artist very much. According to the BBC, Spotify is believed to pay between 0.002 pence and 0.003 pence per stream, where Apple Music pays about 0.005 pence per stream. YouTube pays the least, with about 0.0005 pence per stream. And of course, this is before it's been divided up between the copyright holders, the labels, producers. On average, the recording artist will only receive about 13% of that revenue. So for example, we'll take Spotify and we'll take the higher number just to be a bit generous. 13% of one stream would be 0.0003 pence, which means if the artist received 100,000 streams, they would make about £39. Obviously, this isn't very much at all, and this is something that affects record companies as well, because it means their percentage of the income is far smaller. There are some benefits regarding streaming platforms for the artist. For example, it's practically eliminated music piracy. It's convenient. Distributing music online is much less complicated and requires far fewer resources than distributing physical product. And for this reason, it means indie artists, it's a lot easier for them because they don't need a label to get their music heard. They can just pop it on a streaming website, add it to a playlist and get listeners that way. This is really bad for record companies because people can do it themselves. They don't need them anymore, which means they have a lower income. They're signing less artists and it's something that really affects their business.
Moving into the next trend, we're going to be talking about social media, or specifically TikTok. TikTok is a video posting app where users will post videos ranging from about 3 seconds to about 60 seconds in a range of content, including comedy, dance, makeup tutorials, obviously music videos. Um, the videos are short, they're fun, they're catchy, and they keep people's attention. TikTok has around 689 million active monthly users internationally, according to Business of Apps. They have a lot more information of this on their website, so I will link that in my website if you want to have a closer look at that. One of the ways artists have been utilizing the app is by creating a sound, which people then use to make videos or dance trends, which then hopefully goes viral. This alone makes the artist money, but a lot of people will then hear the song on TikTok and stream it on other platforms. Because of this, a lot of songs have made it onto the charts after going viral on TikTok. An example of this is Lottery by K-Camps, or Renegade as you may know it. As of today, there has been 26.5 million videos made with that sound. It all started when 14-year-old Jelaya Harmon created a dance to the song, which then went viral and started a hashtag, which was Renegade Challenge. K-Camp's team saw this trend and this hashtag and tried to encourage it as much as possible by getting him to comment and like on the videos and then eventually they made a music video featuring TikTok artists doing the dance to the song. Another example of this is Doja Cat's Say So which had similar success on the app. A dance was made by Hayley Sharp in late 2019. The song then debuted at number 83 on the UK singles charts on January 3rd, 2020 and gradually ascended before eventually peaking at number 2 on May 8th, 2020. In America, it boosted the song to the top of the charts and gave the rapper her first number one. The song ended up getting a remix with artist Nicki Minaj. Basically, it's a great new way for artists to promote their music, reach new audiences and for listeners to find new artists and new sounds that they like. TikTok has also changed how artists are creating music and how consumers are listening to music. Artists are now making music with the idea of going viral in mind, which can mean the songs can be a lot shorter. According to the Billboard charts, songs have decreased by 20 seconds from 2013 to 2018. A perfect example of this is Old Town Road by Lil Nas, which is actually only 1 minute 53 seconds long, but spent two weeks at number one of the UK Top 40 in April 2019. Another way that artists have changed the way they're making music to try and fit these trends is by making songs with loopable beats and catchy lyrics in the hopes of catching the attention of the users of the app and of the app itself. TikTok has this feature called TikTok Spotlight, which is created specifically to advertise independent artists and get their music heard and out there. This again is bad for the record companies. It means it's a lot easier for indie artists to make it without the use of record companies. But it does mean that there's this little hotspot where they can discover artists they might want to sign and they already have a following behind them, which is really beneficial. So what we've learned today is that not only the way we're distributing music changing, but the actual music itself is changing as a result of all of these new trends. And this is something that can be said for the artists making the music, for the record companies signing the artists, and for the listeners listening to the music. Thank you for listening to me. Come back next time. <laughs>